I'm making a show About how I'm dumb and know nothing What should I call the show? Assume I know nothing This is the kid that got beat up every day in preschool Thanks to Honestly You're a Clown on TikTok for that hate comment If you want your hate comment featured on the show, just send me one I will lose sleep over it, but I value making content over my mental health Welcome everyone to another episode of Assume I Know Nothing. I'm your host, Michael Kennedy. This is episode four of the podcast, and today I have a guest. I won't say a special guest, it's just a guest. Uh, you may know her. <laughs> I hate you. I don't know. Um, if I've I have ever not in- you. I have not introduced you yet. Uh, it is not time for you to speak. Okay, okay, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're keeping all of this in. You may know her from Dance Moms. I don't because I've never seen it. I know her from the time we spent three weeks at a theater intensive together, and she refused to be nice to me the entire time. Please welcome to the show, Liv Ice. Hello. Hello. It wasn't like I refused to be nice. You went out of your way to not be nice. (laughs) I just was not nice. It was a rough Yes, but I I never thought you actually, like, hated me or anything, so it was fine. I probably didn't. I hated a lot of... Probably. ...other people there. I mean, don't say that. <laughs> this is going out to the world. It was not a secret. All right. They know. <laughs> we we won't name names. Unless you want to. I feel like that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that. um, so, Liv, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. And, Thanks for um, having me, man. So, <laughs> it sounded so insincere. <laughs> I don't know if I genuinely, as we're talking, I don't know if I have been nice to you. (laughs) I got weird. You've been nice to me since BTP was over. Yeah. But definitely not while we were there. It was long. The nicest thing you said. The nicest thing you said to me was the day we all left. Um, you you went to the airport and you gave me a hug before we went to the airport, and you said you weren't that bad. (laughs) That was the nicest thing you said the entire time. That's like, I committed to that You really did. The whole time. I mean, I went with it too, because I truly, it wasn't even a bit. I truly could not have cared less that you were on Dance Moms. Well, like, same. That's the gag. (laughs) And I wasn't, really. I was just at the place. You were on it. So we're we're not here to talk about Dance Moms. We are here (laughs) to talk about competition dance. Well, you're here to talk about it. I'm here to learn about it. I'm shocked you don't know everything about Well, this, I, okay. I grew up watching, like, competition dance and stuff, because my sister was a dancer, and, um. you know, I watched all the recitals, all the competitions, I was there for all of them. They were almost always held on my birthday, Ooh, which tough. was so much fun. Are you, like, a winter baby? No, I'm a June baby. Oh, that's, like, prime nationals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. That's my mom. Every single year we had it on my mom's birthday. Yeah, I spent many birthdays sitting in a dark theater watching people dance, and I hated every minute of it. So Good for you. For some That's reason, now, I'm, now I do theater. Um, <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Liv, how did you get involved with the competition dance? Where did it all start for you? Okay, my mom was a dancer, and so when my sister was like two or three... She went to a bunch of different dance studios around Pittsburgh and like 
talked to the owners and stuff. And then my mom like decided that the studio that we went to was like, it was good and the best one in the area. So my sister got enrolled in it. My brother got enrolled in it. And then when I was born, I got enrolled in it. The first time I was ever in my dance studio, I was two days old on my way home from the hospital. And my mom had to pick up my sister. (laughs) I went in and met my dance teacher. But after that, my brother and my sister are both on the competition team since I could remember. And then when I turned five, I um, started competing. And then I did it all the way up until I graduated high school. And then in college, I taught at three dance studios, two were recreation, and one was a competition studio. And right now, when I moved to New York, I started teaching at two competition studios. And right now I'm the artistic director and I run the dance competition team at my dance studio. Which is a wild turn of events that you are the the artistic director. It only, and it all happened like during the pandemic. And I was just like, I thought I was getting fired, but that was a promotion. Cool. I remember getting those texts and I thought you were joking. I was like, this, what? No, 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 no. (laughs) So weird. Who knows? Yeah. So what was this, uh, this, this studio in Pittsburgh? What was, what was the name of the studio? Um, the name of the studio was the Mary in the Rain Dance Company. Okay. But our competition team was called the Abbey Lee Dance Company. Oh, that is a name I recognize. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> I think it's time we need to we need to talk about it. Yeah, let's just get it uh, out of the way here. So your involvement with uh, Abby Lee Miller and the television, the eventual television series Dance Moms. How did that start? What happened? Give me the pitch. Give me the gist. Pitch so- this TV show to me. <laughs> I don't know how I got picked up. That's the gag. So here's the thing is that I've been dancing at this dance studio at this point when this started becoming a thing since I was two. And my sister was a very, very talented dancer at the studio. Me and my brother were just there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, we were the tappers in our studio. If you can't tell from TV, you wouldn't know. But if Anyone listening has ever watched I should clarify, I've never, to anyone listening, I've never seen an episode of Dance Moms and I never will. I've only ever seen the premieres because they would have premiere parties every year and I was like, free pizza. But then after that, no. But our studio is like very competition based, very jazz, contemporary, musical theater. And we were also really known for tapping, but it wasn't like our big thing and our toppers Mm -hmm. were few and far between us. So my sister was like a big person there. I stuck it out until I graduated, but I want to say it was seventh grade. Abby like came into the class one day and was like, a TV crew is coming here and like all this stuff about how we were going to have our own TV show. And we all kind of just were like, okay. And like, didn't know what to say or if she was serious. I told all my friends at school and they were like, you're literally lying. But um, a year later, a camera crew came into the studio and i remember they gave like a bunch wait of it was things, a full like, year from when she told you that mm-hmm. that's it, bizarre because like we had all forgotten about it but then yeah. it was my i remember it was january 5th because it was my brother's birthday and me and my mom spent the entire day and it was the auditions for once upon a mattress that day in eighth grade and i had to miss them for this but i i was allowed to make them up so she asked about 12 kids and parents to come in like They had her, I think, pick like the most dramatic and like involved families to come in and interview. To make for good TV. Yes. And a little previous knowledge was my group was like 25 kids 
And mm-hmm. then that summer, about 20 of them quit. So we, um, me and my mom were asked, my mom was our competition director. And I think she was sometimes a manager. I'm not positive really what she did, but she like yeah. did desk work stuff of basically what I'm doing now, like entering stuff in competitions and making sure everyone has music and everything. But like, that was a good person to like have on it. Cause like her kids involved, but she also like runs some stuff. So yeah. she, um, <laughs> We had to go in and it was like those like interviews that they have on reality TV where like you're not like looking at the camera and like the camera's like right here and you're talking to a producer. The like the talking heads, that stuff. Yes. Yes. And they were trying to get us to talk like smack on everyone, like just talk smack on the people who had left, the people who were still here. Mm -hmm. And like at this point I was in a limbo because I was like one of the only kids left, but like mostly was getting pushed up because I was so tall, but my age category was below me. And um, so I was like, I was going in, I was like 12, 13 years old. And I was like, yeah, well this girl, blah, 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 right mom. And my mom would be like, I don't know. And my mom was just silent. And I was like, we were there for like nine hours. And I was so mad at her because I knew she was like throwing my big break. But then after that, I obviously was not chosen. Um, <laughs> they gave the kids that they liked and their parents like little like camcorders to like go around and like record themselves throughout the week at dance. And they recorded our classes. They recorded all this stuff. Yeah. And then we didn't see them for like, I want to say we didn't see them for like two or three months. And then they came back like full swing. Like they were here to stay. They, we knew exactly those kids that they wanted. We, it was crazy. But the night, the night that I think the reason it got picked up was because the night that it happened was what's in the pilot episode of where I am in it. And the one mom comes in and starts screaming at Abby. And then Abby calls the police on her and she comes into art class and then she yells at me for some reason and it like zooms in on me. But I think that that like chaos that was not planned really, cause that's how our studio was. We had a lot of chaos and the police were there like every day, but. Like for real. Um, no, I wouldn't say every day. I would say like once a month. (laughs) Once. Okay. So like. Over like stupid stuff. Yeah. How much of like, I I've never seen the show, but like, I know there's a lot of chaos. Like how much of it is real and how much of it is like played up for TV or was. I would say the chaos. Yeah. I would say the chaos is mostly real. The fights probably aren't. Okay. Like the fights are like a producer tells you to go start this fight. And I feel as if there's like almost was an understanding with the parents that like they were getting paid (laughs) to do that. But like also the first night after they stopped recording the senior company, which was the company I had fallen into that year, which I was way too young for. um, One of the girls got mad at the boys in the group and threw a chair at the mirror. (laughs) Like, and that stuff that like wasn't shown on TV, which like surprisingly the mirror did not break and it just like bounced off. But like that's why I didn't was, make it on TV. Right. This boy was making fun of the way she walked. So she picked up the chair that she was dancing with in this dance, which was to burlesque and homegirl chucked it at the mirror. And we were like, well, he was standing in front of the mirror. So he threw it at him, but it, he moved and it hit the mirror. And the well, TV it, crew was like, what? First off, sounds like he deserved it. Classic. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't make it on TV, but wait. So you no. said in the first, you said in the first episode, someone comes in and yells at you and then the camera zooms in on you. I posted one TikTok um, ever and somebody commented on it. Well, I have done more now, but like 
someone commented on it. I was like, oh my God, are you that girl that Abby yelled at in the first episode Dance Moms? And I was like, I had like bangs and braces and glasses and like bad choices of clothes. Ripped. It's bizarre how people will recognize you for that kind of stuff. I know. I'm, I'm going to make that clip. I'm going to get that clip trending on the internet. It's going to oh happen. God. I'm gonna my turn foot you looks into... so bad. She's like, she like gets on the phone with the police. And she's like, point your foot. And I'm just like. She's on the phone with the police at this point. And she stops and yelled at me to point my foot. That's like the most, that's the most Abby thing that's ever happened. All right. T- tell me about Abby Lee Miller. Like what, what, what can you say about her? Like, who okay. is she? <laughs> She's a lot. Cause I truly, I truly know nothing about this woman. Here's my thing is that I, have said and will say till I die that she's a genius. Like my family, like will stand by that. Like the things that she has done, like she's an amazing dance teacher. She knows how to get results out of students, but like the concepts that she comes up for dances sometimes are like, what the heck? (laughs) But they're so good. But she is tough. (laughs) She was really tough on me. And I know it was because I had an older sister who was, her leg could wrap around behind her head and I'm just not built that way. And neither is my brother, my poor brother. He like would, when he would try to do his splits in class, he would just stand up. Like, Does your brother like, still dance? No, he's a lighting designer, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, what I like to say about her is that she's really tough in the studio, but she's really fun not in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like she would take us to like go see, like when the movie Shall We Dance came out, we had a literal all-day rehearsal, and I remember her putting us all in her Hummer. She put the seats down in the back. We all piled into her red Hummer, and she drove us to the Penn Hills movie theater. Penn Hills. No, it, we know it's there. Okay. I just got nervous that I was, like, exposed where the dance studio was, but we all know. Um, it's, it was on TV for years, and I, is it st- it's still on, right? Is it still? Um, I don't know. It, there were the last season was last year. It was the year we graduated. Okay. But... She, like, put us on her Hummer. We went there to the movie theater. We showed up, like, 10 minutes late. Someone's mom had saved us, like, 12 seats. And we were, like, excuse me, excuse me. And, like, loudly being, like, what happened? And then, like, like everyone knows her in that town. And we it's just fun. And, like, so you think you can dance premieres. We would go down and, like, get food together. It was, so, it was She was fun, but she is sometimes scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who works as like a dance teacher and all that like they they can turn that stuff on and off like it's it's weird to say that's me are you the same way with your students my kids are afraid of me and i have a stick <laughs> they make fun of me because i have this stick that's like this tall and like i i use it for tap so that they can like i hear the beat and my tap teacher did that but um since the pandemic i don't like i know like Technically, we're allowed to, like, correct them from behind if we're, like, not facing each other. So, like, we have masks. We have a whole thing. But I'll use a stick and I'll, like, poke their back leg. And they're like, she has a stick. It's so funny. As as someone who is working on kind of the other side of competition dance now, you're no longer actually the one competing. You're the one, like, organizing everything. How, mm-hmm. how, how do you think your experience as a dancer has impacted how you do things? Well... There's one other thing I didn't tell you. Okay. I'm putting that on me. I think I have ADHD. But the other thing I didn't say is that I also am a competition judge. Yes. Yes. I wish I could have done it. I could have been a judge when I was like four years old. So I've known like what people were looking for. Like number one, like nobody wants to watch a dance that's over two minutes and 15 seconds. And there's dances that are like 
3.30 and you're like sitting there as a judge, like this is a sad contemporary song. You keep falling on your knee and jumping into splits that are like not great. And so it's just like, no, if it's long, if it's long, it better be the best thing you've ever done. Also, it's hard to watch sometimes dancers who like, we learned this in theater school, don't, aren't like telling a story or like you were watching them and you're like, why are you dancing other than you won the trophy? Yeah. So that's changed like how I've choreographed my competition dances so that they're like fun or like they have a whole story or. There's a reason for it. It's not just this dance looks cool. Give us trophy now. And like I can kick my face. Yeah. And I always say that on those recordings, I every time I judge, I get a note passed down to me all the way down. That was either like, you need to be a little nicer or you need to raise your scores. And I'm like, because I'll be like, I've I've seen you kick your face six times and it's all been the right leg. First of all, do the left or like do something else. (laughs) Look, sometimes people just can't do it on the left. As as a professional dancer myself, I know that like the left is harder sometimes. What? Okay. Whoa. That was a look. I saw you dance once and you sprained your ankle. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping to save that for later, but we'll get into that now. Yeah, I sprained my sprained your ankle. <laughs> okay, I wasn't, let's be fair, I wasn't even dancing. I literally, I jumped up and down. I was standing in place, I jumped, and then I started to run before I even landed, and it didn't go well. It wasn't funny. I, no, it was. It, it was funny. Well, I didn't know what was going on either, because I wasn't. I was, I had my dance was like next. So I was paying attention to myself. Yes. But then everyone was like, Michael. And I was like, what? Look, and then you were like very... just standing there like white. You were as white as a ghost. Well, you know, that's what happens when one, one half of your body just stops working for, well, not one half of my body. One side just is no longer useful it just at all. It can't catch up. And I was about to have to like, catch someone as they jumped into my arms and I knew that wasn't gonna happen but I did it oh it's funny I think I might have thought it was a little funny at the time but everyone else was like Olivia that's so rude and I I thought it was hilarious I know and I literally was like I feel as if he's laughing as well I I was I had just injured myself in front of like some very well respected people in the theater industry like they just watched me eat it wait wasn't that the day that Catherine mcphee's mom was there yeah pisha mcphee and michael (laughs) orland were there that day (laughs) like that was good like widely respected voice coach and music they were the ones musical genius michael orland i was sitting right next to them Mm -hmm. um and they were the ones that pointed it out to me and i was i was like what is going on and they're like that dude Mm -hmm. is not good he's not okay no I, like, I was looking at everyone like, what do I do? It wasn't it. It was Herman. He lifted you up. Uh, like, shout out to Herman Payne for recognizing that I was in pain. And he stopped uh, it and then he cradled. He like he picked f- you up. He carried me out of there and I've never felt safer in my life. Wow. Wow. <sighs> Weird times. Weird times. So um, why won't you let me be on your dance team? Um, Two reasons. Two one one <laughs> number one. one i was gonna skip it number one you're pretty old i'm not that old for a child's competition team a little bit okay it wasn't specified to me that it was a child team you think i'm teaching adults to compete? i don't know why can't you teach adults i've been asked and i'm like yeah 
Clearly, there are some adults who need some dance classes. I'm not one well, of them, but like to, some see, do. See, here's the thing is that they want to take dance classes, which like, great, but they're not allowed to compete at the competitions we go to, sir. Also, number two, you're a liability. We've seen that with your ankle twisting from jumping oh up and down. Oh my God. Well, then don't make me jump up and down. It's very simple. I'm going to say that's half a dance. <laughs> I'll do all the, I'll do the kicks. I'll do a, I'll do a death do drop kicks. if you need me to do it. I just can't jump in the air. Let's be real. There's one episode of Dance Moms. I haven't watched it, but Abby brought in drag queens and they all taught us how to death drop. And like, it was moments like that that I loved the show. You know? Do you still know how to de- death drop to this day? I don't think my body was ever capable. But <laughs> oh no, I've seen them happen and I'm like, I would actually die. I would not I have, get back up if I did that. I have that. really bad hips. I've torn both hamstrings once and done some pretty and not stopped dancing on them. But yeah. so they were like trying to get us to do it. And I was like, I, I want to. Yeah, I think that ankle that I sprained, I think I've sprained it three separate times. <laughs> it's been the same one every time. You should drink some milk. I don't want to. Look, lactose it's no good. My kids always tell me that I'm like a literal, that I should have gone to med school. But here's the Why? thing, because they'll get hurt in my class and I'm like, oh, it's just this. And they're like, oh. Yeah. And then they'll go to the doctor and they'll say exactly what I said. And like this one time, like this kid like bruised his heel. And I was like, oh, you just bruised your heel. You need to do this, this, and this. And then he went to the doctor and they said that. And I was like, I've just been around and a lot of my friends get hurt. Yeah. I think I don't think dancers and dance teachers especially get enough credit because um, they need to know about the human body. Like they really if you're going to be good at that, you need to understand the human body. Um, it's yes. not just about being good at dancing. It's about understanding how everything works and how to take yeah, care of yourself. You're teaching kids that are going through puberty and they're growing and you have to know the difference. I just had this conversation with my kids last week that are like six. There's a difference between stretching pain and your hurt pain. <laughs> yes. And kids don't know that. And there's also the difference between like your knees hurt because you're like landing wrong in a jump and your knees hurt because you're growing. Yeah. They like to say it's all that they're really hurt. And I'm like, you grew like three inches since last week. So I don't believe you. But <laughs> my my dance professor in college, shout out to Diana Harris. She was always so smart with teaching us about like what everything we were doing was doing to our body and like how we needed to take care of ourselves um because like she said that she grew up in a time where dance teachers didn't really care as much about um their dancers in terms of their physical health and the injuries that would come with them doing things wrong and they last forever when you get hurt dancing you feel it because you're really doing things that your body probably was not built to do um so you need to learn how to do it in a healthy way and and recognize when something's something's not going to happen and you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, especially now too, because I mean, I see the dance conventions and competitions, but more on like, what is that? Like World of Dance and like all these like new TV shows coming out and even on TikTok. Oh my God. They're trying to like outdo each other to the point that I'm like, your leg is going to break off. <laughs> like there's no, that's going to cause lasting pain. There's, there's no technique there. It's just scary and there's there's they throw kids throw it to get something and then you're like Mm -hmm. no (laughs) yeah yeah no i learned more about my physical health in a dance class than like anywhere else i still don't know a lot and i injure myself constantly honestly me too though i'm permanently broken forever 
see, my issue is that I will hurt myself. And then I'm like, I'm so fine. And then I'll go to the doctor two months later because I'm not. And they're like, well, you've had a like fractured collarbone for about two months. And I'm like, that makes sense. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I like, I think my senior year of college, I we, we like tried to stretch me. And it just... Like we were we were working on like certain stretches and stuff and we found there were just some I just genuinely couldn't do. And my professor was like baffled by what (laughs) I was incapable of doing. She was like, you are so you have to start young. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was not an athletic child. I, I gave sports my all, but they were not my calling. So I was never taught to like do stretches and all that stuff i was i'm still not flexible though i mean i am but more so than the average person (laughs) yes um you're probably less flexible for a dancer but like for an average human being yeah i'm pretty sure you're beyond where most of us are at that's me a little above average what are would you say you have a lot of experience in competition dance it's kind of been your whole life what are the problems in competition dance, what do you think needs to be changed? Okay. If anything. Based <laughs> if on just anything, that, I dog. would assume there's a lot. Um, here's my thing is that I grew up in a different environment than I am teaching in right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a different generation. My kids pointed out that we are not in the same generation last night. And that's why they relate to the other teachers more. And I said, I am kind of not that much older than you guys, but whatever. Would they be considered Gen Z? I mean, they were born in like 2006. Oh, I don't know. know. When does Gen Z stop? Gen Z starts 1997. I'm 1996 and they think that's hilarious. So you're a millennial. (laughs) So you and I are a different generation then. Rick. Yeah. We can't be friends. We already weren't. (laughs) Fair. So um, the thing is, is that it's a different generation and people treat children differently, I would say. In, like, my time, I'd have ballet teachers that would hit me with stick, like, actually, like, or, like, stick their ring. Like, this one teacher had a wedding ring that was, like, huge. And mm. she would put it, like, right above our popos, which is our butt. It's French for butt. Um, like, at the bottom of our tailbone. And she and if you were sticking it out, she would just, like, push it in there to, like, make you turn it in. But that ah. hurts so bad. Oh, my and, God. And I can remember, like, growing up, we would have warm-up the mini company my company so i was like seven would have warm-up with the senior company for some reason (laughs) but it was terrifying and it was the worst hour of my week every week but Mm. she would have us sit on the senior company members just sit on them Mm -hmm. if they weren't down their split if their splits weren't down we would sit on them and i can remember one time if our splits were down we got to and i remember one time the teacher was like man i wish that Liv had her split down and i was like and she's like, you're the biggest one in your class. And I was like, I'm never going to get my split down because that's just rude. <laughs> but it's like the way that teachers talk to children has changed. And that's a lot better. We used to have to put um, little pieces of paper on the wall that said, my name's Olivia Ice and I can't do my right split until we got it. And it was embarrassing Jesus and it was terrible. Christ. But like it made it made me get it. Um, but That's why you're like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and we used to have to jump across the floor carrying 10 pounds of potatoes which is why my jumps are really high um but why potatoes specifically i don't know we always had a whole thing of them at the studio multiple all right we all would go around and 
when we would get in trouble, we'd have to do an entire hour gymnastics class with our hands above our heads and not put them down, which is dangerous because your hands have no feeling in them and then you're going to tumble. But like that treatment has gotten better, but it's gotten a little bit more competitive. Competitive? For sure. Because I will contribute this to my dance studio whenever Dance Moms came out. It sparked a whole new group of people to want to be involved in dance, to want to be on TV and be famous for dancing. But they thought that the behavior that my friends and my friend's parents and my dance teacher, that they were getting paid to act that way. Mm -hmm. They thought that that was the acceptable way to act. And so that brought a whole different little bit of dynamic to the dance competition world. And it's like, I judge at dance competitions where we've had to stop because kids parents are fighting yeah. different dance studios and you're like what why does it matter what her her kid's doing and there's no like reason so like it's just like that brought a whole new aspect of like competitiveness to the dance world and honestly I can talk for hours about how growing up surrounded by mirrors like that is so unhealthy for a young girl yeah I've done countless research projects on how a kid dancer growing up without a mirror and a dancer growing up with a mirror are just two different women because this one feels it in their body that they're doing it correct and you can tell them they're doing it correct and this one mm-hmm. values what they look like above everything else mm-hmm. and what everyone else looks like but I mean there's plenty of issues with it but I also like it a lot and it like really shaped me because I'm like a competitive person in general but like, no. I, remember, <laughs> oops. I remember going to college and everyone was like, oh, that sucks. You were in a competition studio. And I was like, yeah, my God, that was the worst. But it was so fun. Like I got to go around the country with my best friends all summer, every summer. And every weekend we would go somewhere new for a competition. And like, there were like my, all of my best friends were with me and it was fun. And like, it wasn't all dancing. Like, no. We would skip class sometimes as a, our, we wouldn't skip class. Our teacher would be like, do you guys want to go walk to the ice cream shop? And we just like would, which like yeah. looking back at it, like that was, you took 20 kids like by yourself on a walk. That's terrifying. <laughs> but <laughs> it was a different time. It really was. And like the area that our dance studio is in is dangerous. But you're we, in Pittsburgh, right? We're right outside of Pittsburgh in Penn Hills where Abby did boys dance for free. Like boys take class for free because uh-huh. that area was so bad and that we that's why we had a lot of boys because parents would be like you're going to dance class you're not going to get in trouble here oh yeah yeah really nice and yeah I mean I learned how to partner at six years old (laughs) we had about at one point we had like 15 boys that's like unheard of I know my studio we have one little six-year-old right now and he's like okay am I wrong boys dance and I'm like yeah (laughs) no that was the same like growing up uh watching my sister's dance studio there was always like, I remember specifically there was like one boy mm-hmm. there and he was like the brother of one of the other of one of the girls. And yeah, he was he was incredible. But like it was just him. There might have been like one or two others ever. And it's just such this th- this thing that's like drilled into people's brains that like dancing is for girls. And I it, I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. drilled in my brain for sure. No, and I'm sorry, but some of the best dancers I've ever seen have all been guys. And it's just like, that That bugs me. It's but just I what we that know, that men are better at everything. <laughs> I despise you. <sighs> I want to make it very clear that that was a joke. Was it everyone? Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, I actively hate men most of the time. 
Welcome to the club. This is a very anti-men podcast. That's fair. No, but we also, I lucked out too. Well, here, that is something that's been, that has gotten better in competition dance is that it's more acceptable for boys to be in it now. Mm-hmm. And it's more acceptable for like guys to own dance studios and to be teachers. I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like I also never realized that people have never had guy dance teachers until I went to college and we had one teacher and I don't know if it was my roommate or one of the other girls in my class was like, I've never had a guy. And I was like, what? And she was like, I never had a guy teach me anything but tap because tap's like huh. man's sport. Interesting. Yeah. Why tap? Why is that a male sport? Like why why is tap like popular with men but not other? Well, isn't that interesting? I did my senior. Um thesis on this (laughs) let's talk about it in college so it's because so tap is an art form that is a it's like a fused art form between the irish jig and yes african slave dancing yes so whenever slaves were liberated and irish people were very discriminated against also in america together they would just like jam on the streets and everything and once vaudeville became a thing, they would bring their tap because like, it goes with the Irish jig shoes, the clogs, mm-hmm. and they weren't wearing any shoes on the other side. So they somehow like nailed something to, they nailed quarters or pennies or something to the bottom of the clogs to make the sound. And then whenever vaudeville happened, some white men stole that from them. And what they... the white man stealing things? <laughs> I'm shocked. It's so different. So different. But so men were more acceptable to do that on stage and women were if anytime they were on stage, it was just burlesque. Yeah. So it became a male thing because if a girl was doing it, they'd have to not be wearing much clothes and the focus wouldn't be on what their feet were doing. That's so interesting. I had never like considered that at all. Yeah. And then, but like, also yeah. like Gene Kelly and like Gregory Hines and Savion Glover, like the well, big yeah. names are all men just because I don't know. Like even Gregory Hines on in my research project, I found this out and I like hated him for a month. But then I was like, different time. He was because they would have um, these like just like little improv sessions, sessions and stuff. And he didn't like women whenever they would come to them because he was like, you guys just can't mm-hmm. tap like us. And I was like, really? That's, that's gross. It's drama. It's big drama. Well, I mean, classic white man. F- this is the first I've heard of uh, men trying to dominate a field and exclude women from it. This is the first I've ever heard of that. I said white man, but I meant man. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I can go on about tap for like too long. That's the gag. Because we that's can talk about I, tap as long as you want. I know, but that's what I really enjoy teaching. And that's like, so how I get in, how I got into teaching was Mrs. Miller. Liv, how did you get into teaching? Thanks for asking, Michael. Um... Mrs. Miller, who is Abby's mom, was like my favorite person in the world. Like, oh my God, she was the sweetest woman in the world. But she, she was my biggest fan also. Like, Abby wouldn't really care sometimes when I was doing my solo, but Mrs. Miller would be there in the front row and she'd be like doing her like big head claps. But um, so I started assisting her when I was like 14 um, in class. And then she passed away when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And so I at that point had started teaching like baby classes and then I started teaching recreational classes and then when I went to college I kind of stopped and then my teacher my one jazz teacher Miss Kim I had her for advanced jazz and I was the only like I was like the youngest kid in the class like it was mostly upperclassmen and 
she knew me because we competed against each other because she owns a competition studio and she um so she's seen me do like all of my tap solos she knew I was a tapper she was teaching me jazz and over the summer one summer she kept texting me and emailing me and messaging me on Facebook but it was at my first summer stock so I was like didn't have reception we were in the middle of the woods like and she was like answer your phone like come on like I want you to be my tap teacher and so I was like I don't know then I talked to some people about it and they were like, you have a really good foundation and nobody has a good tap foundation anymore. Yeah. And so I did it. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, I'm going to be a tap teacher. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. That's not what I did. <laughs> I was a jazz teacher at my first year that I worked at. <laughs> then in my other one, I was a tap and musical theater teacher. And I did a tap dance for them and they have never placed in tap before. They were just like, it wasn't, they said that it just like, that they just like, didn't really like it. They didn't know it really well. They didn't know the names of anything, which was sad because <laughs> they were older. But um, they went to their only competition they got to last year because of COVID. But my dance won like the highest score of the day in the competition. Oh, wow. And so now I do all the tap classes in my studio <laughs> and everything yeah. and all of the other styles I teach. How many styles do you teach other than tap? On Mondays, I teach baby class, which is like 15 minutes ballet, 15 minutes tap, and like 15 minutes acro, which is just like butterflies and supermans. Um, yeah. And then I teach an hour of the oldest kids. Like we go over their competition dances. We do all this stuff. Um, I teach this kid, this girl who's my age, an hour after that. She's auditioning for like the Jets um, basketball cheer team or whatever it is. The Dance Jets team. basketball cheer team? I don't know. The, Jet, she found the, us Jets, are, the Jets are a football team. I don't know. She's auditioning for the, one like, of those. The New York Jets? If there's a basketball team that's also called the Jets, I don't know. I'm thinking about the Here's football the guy, team, the though, New York Jets. That, like, I couldn't tell you. I feel as if she told me and I just, like, I could barely like, yeah. tell you. But a basketball team, um, like dance team. So I teach her for like an hour and it's like technique. And then the next day I teach four jazz classes an hour each. And the mm-hmm. next day I do a baby class, um, a beginner musical theater class, an advanced tap class and a, um, advanced musical theater class. And the next day I do technique all day. Okay. And then I do all of their competition dances all weekend. <laughs> and you have free time in your life for I got Fridays. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not, much, not many. <laughs> and Sunday usually. But when competition season starts, competitions are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So And you're also like trying to be a performer through all of this too. Well, yes. And that's my thing is that personally for me right now, I'm like, because of this pandemic and I'm non-equity, I was like, nothing that comes out is going to be safe enough no. for me. So no. like, cause like even like equity, like they have to follow rules. So like if my sister's ec and I was like, if you get a job, like, you know, you're going to be safe. And if you're not, there's consequences. I was like, not with me. No. So I'm like, I told them, I was like, this year I can solely focus on this dance studio and teach everything you want me to but after this year, we're going to play it by ear. Yeah, I mean, well, theater industry just got closed for another like six months or whatever. I so. know. I was like, you guys might have me for the rest of your lives. <laughs> so, but here's my question, Michael. What? Do you know that there, what the different types of dance competitions are? Are there different types? <laughs> let's. I clearly I don't. So let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm supposed to be teaching you stuff, and um, this is the basic knowledge. Part. Okay. Okay. So there's conventions, competitions competition conventions and pageants okay conventions okay it's not that surprising 
Well, once you said you conventions, just like, oh, well, hold on. No, you said conventions, competitions, and then you hit me with competition conventions, which that threw me for a loop. Okay, so here it is. Conventions are classes. You sign up, you go to classes. Okay. Easy. Monday is usually Saturday, Sunday. It's fun. There's usually famous people there. It's a delight. Competitions, I like to call these the star craps. Because they're all called Star Bounce, Star Power, Star Search. They're all called Star Something. <laughs> yes. So they don't have a convention with them. All it is is you're going to this competition and you're going to compete and you're going to win. And that's it. Yeah. Competition conventions. So usually on Friday you do solos at the competition. And then Saturday morning from like 8 a.m. until I want to say 3, you're in dance class. You're all, all studios are pushed into one tiny little ballroom at a hotel which i guess isn't gonna happen anymore never again literally never oh, again i just signed us up for one where they're like we have a we have very limited space that we have they're gonna tape out little squares through the whole entire ballroom for you and i was like my kids will do it on zoom at home <laughs> it's okay but um it's not worth it so you do those classes from like eight until three and then after that from like four until usually eleven thirty. You're doing competition dances all night. Oh my God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also on Friday, they'll throw in some duets and trios just to get time, to save time. And then Sunday morning from like eight until two, you have more classes. And on Saturday, Mm -hmm. there's an audition right before lunch. Every one, there's an audition. And then they tell you who like gets picked. And then during lunch on the second day, you get to like rehearse an opening number of some sort and... Cool. Then they have a closing ceremony show where it's like sometimes the teachers perform, sometimes the best overall competition dances from the day before perform, and you do the opening number of like the like special like picked kids, and then they like will go through and like announce scholarships and like which of those kids was the best. <laughs> and then a pageant is a pageant, you know, it's a dance pageant. So gross stuff's taken out (laughs) you get there on like a wednesday you do well this is how the pageants were that we did some pageants are like you just do your solo and you ask if you could be in like for miss dance of america and they're like sure but the pageant that we did was like you go on wednesday at like 10 o'clock after dance and then Mm -hmm. the next morning you get up super early and you put on a little like suit i was like five years old my first pageant you put on a little suit and you go into a hotel room where the bed is taken out and there's a table there with like four judges and they just you have an interview that's so weird and like your girl i always almost won the interview there was a boy my age who was just like a little funnier than me i was always one point away from winning the interview because they give you everyone's scores at the end of the week they give you everyone how do you wait how do you win an interview what are you interviewing for so here's the thing is that like the questions when you're little are like what's your favorite color and like, so you walk in and oh, it's so funny. I wish I could have been a judge for this, but you walk in, you go and you're supposed to shake their hands and be like, hello, hello, yeah. hello. Cause you're like five and then you go and you sit there with your hands on your knees and your ankles crossed. And um, then they, they um, ask you questions. They're like, what's your favorite color? Where do you like live? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like all this stuff. And then after four minutes, you're out of there. But as you get older, they're like, what dance company do you want to work with whenever you're older? And I was like eight. And I was like, I do not know. (laughs) I was like, I couldn't name one. So it's just like, who's like the funniest? And they have your little resume in front of them. 
they'll ask you about it. And like on mine, it said that I danced in Disney when I was little. Mine, there was also, it said that I could do a really good impersonation of a duck. Always got asked to do it. Can you, can you still do it? It wasn't an impersonation of a duck. It was like an impersonation of like ducking. Okay. I didn't ask that. I asked, can you still do it? That was it. That's all I would do. It's like a dad joke. For all for all the audio listeners, uh, Liv just kind of ducked a little bit. It was good. It was it really good. It always got a laugh. And then I was like, thank you. And I would leave. Um, and then after that, you go to opening number rehearsal for a couple hours. And then the next morning you do auditions. So you go in there, you do jazz, tap, ballet, and gymnastics, which is not fair because if you're like me, you don't do gymnastics. <laughs> and they would just be like, no. do your back walkover. And you'd have to be like, can't do that. What else? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a little backflip. Which they just ask you to do a backflip on a hotel floor, which you know is cement underneath. There was one year because they they let you do your own special pass across the floor. And the girl behind me did a back handspring and landed on her head. We all were like, "That was cement." Is she dead? No, but she did quit her dance studio. <laughs> she quit dancing. <laughs> yeah, don't you need to be on like a spring? Yeah. it's like wood and spring so floor. That to kind do of yeah. What we were doing there. Um, and then the next day you do the opening number. We also have opening number that day. You do the opening number at the actual like show. And then you each, after the opening number, you go into like a little you and you each walk up to the microphone. You're like, Hey, my name's Livia and I'm going to be doing a tap dance number four or whatever. And then you walk away. But the Aberly Dance Company did it a little different. We would be like, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and distinguished judges. My name's Olivia Ice and I'll be performing a fun tap routine and we would it would like be like 20 minutes long by the time we were done talking and then we'd be like thank you very much and then we would walk away and it was like so dramatic every year it was so funny and then you do your solo and then they announced whoever got the highest score in interview who got the highest score in all the dance classes and who won i never placed not even once no even the year there was like 10 of us they did like the top seven and i was like cool cool (laughs) Cool, awesome. Love it here. Then we got kicked out of that competition. So The like, whole Abby Lee company did? What'd you do? I don't know exactly what was done, but I remember something weird happened because they have like a normal competition later in the year at like a ski resort. We went to it. I don't remember what was done, but I remember that we were all like, this is bogus. Like, like oh. And so they would announce your, who, what like award you got. You're supposed to stand on stage with your award. And we would all stay on stage and then just like walk off. And they got so much more mad at us. So we never went back. <laughs> Wasn't there like a thing for a little bit where like certain dance competitions were like saying that the Abby Lee company couldn't compete because you were all on TV mm-hmm. or whatever? Because a big thing at dance competitions is that while a dancer is dancing, you don't know what dance you they're from. Because it will sway you one way or another. And honestly... Yes. For many, many and years. a lot of a lot of those kids became very, yeah, very recognizable. Because honestly, if anyone knew that we were from the Abby Lee Dance Company, even before the dance studio, like the competition happened, you'd be like, their teacher's mean or like those girls aren't nice or something like stupid. But the thing was, was that after a while in the industry, you can tell who's a what dancer. Like I've been in auditions this year, last year. And like a dance call in New York City where someone's like, are you an Abbey dancer? I'm like, yes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's been years, but yes. How can they tell that? Just just from like how you dance, mm-hmm. they can just tell? And like, I think what I contribute to is like attention to detail and how we hold ourselves in a room. Because some girls will just start talking. Some girls won't pay attention. 
a big trick that I yeah. have learned at my dance studio was like when they say switch lines, you go from this side of the room in the front to this side of the room in the front because they don't tell you what line to switch. They mean like go to the back of the room if you're in the front, but I always will just like switch sides. Little tricks that are like, oh, <laughs> I know who taught you those. <laughs> That's bizarre. I mean, I don't know. I suppose like because like obviously I this is no secret. I am not a dancer. I come from the world of acting and I guess you could say the same thing like you watch someone act and like you can tell like what like method they've studied yeah. or you can tell oh that's a Stanislavski Stanislavski actor cuz for sure. whatever reason I took I took um, my fair share of acting classes Oh did you? I can um I have a degree in it. I learned something. Me too. I don't know what, but I did learn some stuff. Was your degree in musical theater or theater? Musical. musical. And it was okay. a BA, yeah. not a BFA. There's no shame in that. I have a BA. No, I I like BAs. You get to learn how to do everything think, instead of just that one thing you came yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. People like you more. <laughs> I got a BA in I have a BA in theater arts. So like I mo- mostly studied acting, but like I did musical theater too. I learned how to dance. I learned how to be a better singer and overall performer. I learned how to work no, backstage. Yeah. That's like, the thing. At my first summer stock, I um we had to tear down the set between shows and yeah. no one knew how to use a drill and they were like i have a bfa and i was like i'm a sophomore in college and i'm getting a ba i know how to use a drill <laughs> yeah like because like because of college i know how to build sets i know how to hang lights i know how to i know how to like work a lighting You're board a soundboard i know how to i know how to do all of that like i'm not amazing at all of that but I at least know how to do it. And I think it's important for performers to like, even if they're not going to actually be the ones doing it, they need to have an appreciation for the people who are doing that because you would be nothing without yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah, it makes you not be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, people will like you more. <laughs> so get your BA instead of a BFA. Get your BA. I mean, I mean look, if you want to get a BFA, get a BFA. But also if like, you don't want to get anything, ne- you don't have to get anything. Hey, kids, you don't have to go to college. Because at the end of the day, when you walk into an audition room, no one cares where they you went to college. They don't need to see a very expensive piece of paper that says you did it. No. They just want to see if you're good or not. Yeah. That's all they care about. That's my soapbox. But you can go to college if you want to. I'm not going to tell you not to. It's fun. It's fun sometimes. Oh, I had... It's hard sometimes. It's hard. I cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I... What, did you not cry a lot in college? I'm not a crier. Okay. You make that face, but like... Literally, I I uh, recently am because I'm alone all the time. I I know that. <laughs> I live alone. That's what I'm more questioning because I know you cry a lot now. I live alone and I literally, I was talking to my sister's old roommate was here for like a week. So she stayed here and um, I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, my friend said this. And then as soon as I said my friends, I realized I was talking about the 12 year olds at my dance studio. And I was like, those are not my friends. I was like, I need to like no. see adults more. <laughs> we all need to see adults more. We love a pandemic. Well, on that cheery note, should I just end it there? No. <laughs> I think that's it. No? No. I was trying to think of something really good to say. Do you know about dance competitions now? I think so. I, I definitely know more than what I did. What are the four kinds? Okay. You have your, uh, you have your convention, competition, competition convention, and pageants. A lucky guess. That wasn't a lucky guess. I was paying attention. What did? Am I just being quizzed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do this at the end of all my classes. I'll teach them all this stuff, and I'm like, "What does Padishah mean?" And they're always like, "I still don't know." Oh, that's sad. Step of the cat. That's like the easiest one. I'm sure I can do it, it but like I don't know what it jumping. is. Come on. Oh no, jumping for me. Sorry. Oh, forgot. 
He has weak ankles. I don't I don't leave the ground. Are you sure? You yeah. should do some releves. I feel like I told you this at when you got hurt that you should have been doing more releves, make those ankles stronger. I did all the warm-ups that we always did. I did them. I did the warm-ups. That's like doing I math only in math class and expecting to get 100% in in the final. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting to injure myself in a No one expects moment. to injure Michael. In, Michael. In the moment Michael. in a dance where I wasn't dancing. Nobody expects to injure themselves. All right. Well, look, I spent years not preparing for music for a musical theater intensive because I have no intention of being a musical theater actor. Well, you did it. I did it. And you got hurt. <laughs> I am an I am an actor. I am not a dancer. If I'm in a musical, I park and bark. That is that is what I do. I'm the opposite. I'm like everyone's always like, don't you just like want to be the star? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I am so no. happy dancing and singing alto too slash not singing. No, I am a Bernadette, not a Patty. That is. I'm a Donna McKechnie. Fair enough. We know her. I'm sure Bernadette's a great dancer. <laughs> Probably better than me. Maybe. Well. I mean, you did fall that one time. Oh, my God, no. I, Didn't you also do that Pussycat Girls class? <laughs> oh, home listener, listen. Oh, yeah. I took a hip-hop class with one of the Pussycat dolls. It was a delight. I had fun. Hey, hey, I had fun. And I think based on how bad of a dancer I think I am, I did a lot better than anyone expected me to do. I And I will say looking around that room, I was not the worst one in there. I could have been. I can't hip hop. That is the credit I will give myself that I was not the worst one in there. Was I in like the bottom 5? Yes. There was like But hey, I had us. the I had the spirit. I had the spirit. There were like 20 of us in that room. Thank you. I had the spirit and at the end of the day, I was really vibing with Carmi. She told you you did a good job. She did. Whether she meant it, I'll never know. But she said I did a good job. She was getting paid, so. She was. I wouldn't have cared if she told me I sucked. That I would have said funny. thanks for keeping it real. That would have been so funny at the end of this class. She's like, good job, good job. You need a lot of work. Good job, good job. She would have been keeping it real. I know I need a lot of work. <laughs> but I'm not a dancer. Well, could have been. I could have been if I started taking dance classes when I was like five. Well, your sister was in dance and you didn't do it with her? I didn't want to. Your mom didn't just like make you anyway? No, she made me play sports. Hmm. My brother didn't want to either. My mom just like made him. Yeah. I think my parents had very different ideas of where me and my sister would end up in our lives. Does she play sports now? No, she, well. She physical therapist? Sh- occupational. I knew it. And I'm in theater. You're in TikTok right now. Okay, well, right now I'm on TikTok, but like I am a theater actor. Like, you came up my that's what my job and I wrote, is. And be like, you know how you can hold it and be like, not interested in seeing this? Just kidding. I didn't you do that. You did I'm that? Just oh my God. Lit. <laughs> Your eyes just got so big. I didn't do that. I thought. I'm pretty sure you still don't even follow me on there. Oh, I keep tabs. I have 130,000 followers and I know that you don't follow me. <laughs> okay. First of all, relax. Second of all, you don't follow me. Probably. Yeah. Because I. I Oh, you're 100% right. I don't. Okay, so I I feel as if you're calling that wasn't the right. I almost said the kettle. What's that thing? You're the pot. The pot calling the kettle black. There it is. Follow me. We're both we're both stubborn and we're never going to follow no, each I'm other. I'm very shocked that we both follow each other on Instagram. Okay, everyone. So we have a group message that's named after me 
And I, mm-hmm. for the first like month of having it, would remove Michael like daily, and someone else would have to put him back yeah. in it because I just like couldn't handle him. Anytime I said anything you didn't like, even a little bit, out, I was out. I'm always a little nervous it's going to happen. There have been so many jokes that I didn't make because I'm like, no, if I say this, Liv is going to remove me from the group again. And it's like, and like my right now, my soul can't handle it. And it's like active enough that we all texted it, but it's like not active enough that like anyone would notice if I just like removed Michael on a day that we weren't talking. They would not notice for a while. Oh, I would notice. And then I would text everyone else separately and ask them to add me back in. It's called stock the Levice experience, so you can't remove me. No, but like we started another one without you, so like there's that. That's such a lie. Is it though? I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. And you never will. I think on that note, Liv, um, is there anything uh, you would like to plug for all the listeners? No. Do you have any social media or anything? Oh, well, no, I'm not going to say that because never mind. Okay. I was going to say my dance studio, but like, I bet you that none of you guys live in upstate New York and are between the ages of three and 18. If you, you are, what know. are you doing here? Dude, <laughs> what? Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Do you have a social media or anything you want to? Yeah, um, my name's Liv Ice, um, but you can search me as Liv Ice, but there's a lot of different ones from my days back in the TV show, so you... Only follow Ice Eyes Baby with two Y's and then the number three. It'll be in the description of the podcast as well. You can get it there. I'll hook you up. I'll put the link in there for you. Oh, so all of your listeners will follow me? If you mm-hmm. don't, I'll know. Yeah. That was to the followers, not you. Well, yeah, I'm going to go unfollow you on all social media and then they can take my place. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at unsure my name. You can uh, support my Patreon, patreon.com slash unsure my name, subscribe to my YouTube channel, follow me on Twitch. I don't care. Uh, do whatever you want. I don't own you. Anyway. It got dark there. <laughs> Liv, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. You're welcome, Michael. Very good. That was <laughs> so right. weird. It was. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. I know. I hate it so much. Thank you all for listening. Um, We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Uh, Bye-bye. Assume I Know Nothing was recorded in front of a live studio audience. It's hosted by me, Michael Kennedy. It's produced by Ash Gatsby, Benjamin Maxey, Carly Caldwell, Claire Tasker, Jesse Griffith, Joshua Clark, and Taylor Hatt. Thank you so much for listening. So that's the end of the show. Go do whatever you whatever you want really. Um, I didn't. I honestly didn't plan this song out as much as I did the theme song. So um, the the show's over. Bye.